Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time listening to these these conversations, um, welcome. If this is you know if you've been here before and are listening uh, again, thanks for being a, a repeat customer. Um, I wanted to maybe just make a a few really brief comments about these videos. It'll be really quick. I'm not going to say a whole lot, and then I want to just talk a little bit about a metaphor that I use. Um, for my clients, and then also, you know, just on a on a personal level, I think this is something that's been helpful to me. So again, you know, useful for therapists, perhaps, but also just useful for for non therapists, just for people. Um, and that's that actually is part of the goal of what these conversations are for. We want, um, you know, Lindsay and I were both therapists, and so of course, it's the case that a lot of what we're going to talk about it's you know, at least uh, clinical work adjacent or something like that. But um, but also, you know, we really do feel that there is something to be said for um, just a, let's say, a broader psychoeducational project, you know, where, where people just in the general public would have an awareness about emotions and about emotional health and uh, psychological functioning, not so much so that they can go and, you know, everybody can be a therapist, um, but, you know, so we can live better lives um, that are more productive and, and, you know, contribute a little bit more. So, um, so that's, uh, in essence, that's really all that I wanted to say. Just wanted to maybe make a, a brief mention of what these are for and, and why we're doing them. Okay, so Let's talk about this metaphor that I've uh, been working with. I, I want to make very clear that it is entirely possible that I stole this metaphor from somebody else. If that is the case, if it's you who's watching, first of all, uh, I'm kind of amazed because I feel fairly confident that there's like 50 people that are going to watch this. But um, but yeah, let me know and I will I will give you full credit or, or whatever. I don't I don't remember stealing this from somebody, but it's it's totally possible so the we'll get to the metaphor in a second but you know basically what I've what often happens is that I've got folks who come into me for counseling and maybe they're anxious they're depressed they're angry they're having relationship problems you know you know whole host of things whole host of diagnoses and I don't want to talk so much about the diagnoses but you know we have this tendency um, this is part of like a very medicalized approach to mental health both on a diagnostic level but then also just on a you know understanding ourselves level we tend to see things that are really uncomfortable or unsavory behaviors or you know a, a mental health diagnosis we see we're very quick to only see the pathology in those things and I think one of the things that I was trained to do um, certainly by my former professor Paul Rasmussen when I was at Furman was to understand that mental health symptoms are they are adapt they're adaptive they are adaptations that human beings have developed over a very very long period of time that enable us to uh, manage challenges that that come at us and so here's why that's important for one it maybe stirs up a little bit of compassion in us when we're seeing either somebody else or, or even ourselves in terms of self-compassion when we're doing things that are unsavory. It's not that we are, you know, it's not that it's an excuse to behave however you want or to indulge certain feelings that we might have or to engage in, you know, certain 
certain strategies of life just because, well, it's it's an adaptation. It's not. You know, I mean, we live in a socially embedded world and there are rules, you know. I'm thinking of the, the big Lebowski, you know, this, is, this isn't nom, there are rules. And, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, bring it back. Um, so, but I, I think it, it can stir up some compassion that we would just even understand that, okay, what we're doing, in some way, it's, in some way, shape, or form, it is working for us, okay? And, and where we learn these strategies are in childhood. And I don't want to get, I'm not going to be like particularly mystical here, okay? But it's just like, look, if when I'm growing up, uh, I'm driving in the car uh, with my dad. By the way, this didn't happen. But uh, if I'm driving in the car and the car breaks down and dad hops out and he takes out a big wrench and he just gives a big wham on the on the engine block and then the car starts right back up. And then gets back in the car and we go. And this happens, you know, I don't know, every few months or maybe a couple times a year or something. Well, realistically, what is it that I'm going to do when I'm an adult and my car breaks down for the first time? Well, I'm probably going to pull out a big wrench and, <laughs> and whack the thing. And um, and that may or may not work. And this, this is really kind of where we get to the metaphor here. Um, what I want us to do for a moment is I want us to imagine that we're, we are uh, an Inuit, okay? So we grew up in the far, far north, you know, uh, uh, Alaska, all around there, um, are, you know, the historical homes of the Inuit are igloos, okay? And so here's the deal. I want us to imagine that I'm an Inuit and it's February, okay? And the real here's the reality, Okay, and this is not me being melodramatic. I got this big, huge parka. You know, one of those parkas where like the hood, it comes out to like here, because if my nose were to even just a tiny bit stick outside of the hood, uh, it's gonna get frostbitten and, and fall off or, or whatever. Okay, so, I mean, I've got this massive, massive parka, okay? And um, uh, the reality is, is that if I walk outside and I'm outside for maybe even like a minute or two without that park on. I'm gonna die. And again, that's not me being melodramatic. It's that this is like the truth. I mean, you can literally die from exposure when you're, you know, up this far north. Um, in you know, in a bad winter storm in February. I mean, you're just toast. Um, so, okay, it would make sense that then over time, right? That you just as you're headed outside. You just you just grab the parka and you and you put the thing on and you do it really without thinking about it because to not do it would be to die. Okay, well then what I want us to imagine is that here I am I'm I'm this Inuit and then I I don't know when the publishers clearinghouse sweepstakes or or whatever and they send me on some all expense paid vacation in February to Cancun. Okay, well, here I go, and I, you know, get on the plane, and, and I get there, and there's this beautiful, beautiful villa that opens right onto the beach, and it's crystal clear water, and it's actually, and yeah, it's in Cancun, but it's out of all the, you know, weird touristy areas, where it, it can get a little, you know, whatever. It, this is just, it's really classy, it's beautiful. Weather is, uh, you know, just, just perfect. So here's the thing, okay, it would be understandable if it, if in my habit, I just put on the parka and I'm, and I'm out there on the beach, but here's the problem. 
Now the parka, which used to save my life, is now probably going to kill me because I'm going to I'm going to stroke out. I'm going to get heat stroke here pretty quick because it's you know 80 degrees outside instead of you know minus 40 or whatever you know whatever it was. And so this is this is the picture. It's not that the parka is bad. It's it is a poor adaptation to the environment that a person is in. So here's an example. Okay, let's say, and this is often what shows up in my office, okay? Let's say that uh, I grew up, and again, this is not true. My dad, he's a really sweet guy. Re if, he, if he has a vice, it's that he's probably too sweet, okay? It, but this is not my dad that I'm talking about. But let's say that I had an, a, an abusive father, okay? And so here are some adaptations that I might need to have. I might need to be exceptionally sensitive to another person being upset with me, okay? And you can see how that, I mean, that could, uh, in a very, very real way, I mean, that could be a lifesaver. If I'm really tuned in to whether dad is angry, and particularly with me, then I can avoid uh, physical abuse, okay? Uh, maybe on, on top of that, I might really know how to please. I might know how to please through lying, I might know how to please through, uh, you know, following all the rules, you know, perfectly. I might please by, well, you know, I can fill in the blank here. Maybe that's how I adapted. Maybe I adapted by, you know, getting big. That's that's a way that people adapt. You know, they, they turn 16 or whatever and their shoulders are filled out a little bit. And, um, and dad tries to smack them around and they just hit back. And then dad leaves him alone. So what you learn is, well, here's how you, here's how you, you know, manage is that you you get big, and you hurt other people before they hurt you. And I want to be really clear. I don't think we have a lot of room to stand in judgment to these approaches, right? I mean, we're talking about a child who is just figuring out how not to get beat up by their own father. Okay, in the same way that we we aren't judgmental about the parka. Okay, it's it's a lifesaver. It's Okay, but then you see what happens, right? Okay, you take your hypervigilance about anyone being upset with you, and you take your people-pleasing, and you take your, well, I'll hurt you before you hurt me, and I'm going to be the biggest, baddest, you know, son of a gun in the room. Okay, well, you, then you take that maybe into, let's say, a marriage, and this, this, is, this happens all the time. Okay, well now the problem is is that you might be in Cancun and the very thing that saved your life before is killing you now. Because, I don't, again, let's say that it's me. Let's say that my wife, she's slightly, slightly upset with me. Okay, well in the context of my relationship with my wife, this is not really so much of a problem. Like this happens in marriage. Sometimes people are going to get frustrated with you. But to me what it feels like is, I'm about to die, or I'm about to get beat up. And so then I'm off to the races with my people-pleasing or my, you know, posturing, you know, widening my shoulders, puffing my chest down, or, or, uh, or I'm lying, or I'm doing all these other things that help me to survive way back when, but now they're the thing that are the very thing that's killing me. So um, here's why I like this metaphor, okay? For one, it's just a, it's just kind of a silly image, you know, being out on the beach in your parka and Sometimes I'll add in details for clients like, yeah, then, you know, then you go try and swim in the thing and it's so heavy, you know, that it weighs you down. And, you know, even if it doesn't kill you, even if it doesn't drown you or you don't stroke out from the heat, you're never going to be able to enjoy Cancun wearing a parka. 
You're just not, you know, it's just not going to work. And uh, so it's just kind of a fun image and something that, I don't know, it 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 demystifies things a little bit. Um, just this is often why I like metaphors um, can just kind of get it out of jargon or something. Um, yeah, it's 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 a striking image. But then also this, I think that it has a, a dual purpose here. And I, if you're watching, this is kind of what I want for you to take away. The one purpose would be that I I wanted to stir up some compassion. Okay, people feel so crazy. Like, let's say that, going back to this story, like, let's say that I'm just so hypervigilant about when my wife is upset with me. Well, I mean, that it's a crazy-making experience, you know? And, I, and then I end up doing all these crazy things to, or at least they look crazy to try and, you know, uh, handle my own emotions. Um, and so this, this I think, is a way to just stir up some self-compassion and be like, you know, it's not that it's crazy. It's that it's, a, it's badly adapted to the current challenges that you're facing. And so there, there can be some real destigmatizing power in this. But then also, you know, it's, it's right alongside with that. It's confrontational. It's saying, you know, you're out here with a parka on the beach, you know, I mean, this, you got to take the thing off, you know, or if you don't, uh, you got to accept the fact that you're, that you're going to fry, uh, or you're going to drown, or you're certainly not going to enjoy anything, much of anything out here. And, um, and then let's say the last purpose, I, I said dual purpose, but there'd be one more, is that it creates some curiosity about, well, what actually are the challenges that I'm facing now? Like not, I mean, not just like replay over and over the challenges that I faced back there, but what are the challenges that I'm facing now? How dangerous is it really if my wife gets upset? Because I don't know, maybe she'll smack me around too, but, but maybe not. Um, and so maybe I could get just, uh, I guess it invites some curiosity. What is my environment now? What is the environment that I need to adapt to right now? So um, yeah, so, so self-compassion, uh, a call to change, and some curiosity about the current challenges that a person is facing. I think that that is a really beautiful blueprint for making some, uh, making some lasting changes in your life and certainly in your relationship. So just something to think about. Uh, if you're ever having a hard time changing, maybe think about you know the Inuit in Cancun and see if any of that's helpful to you. So once again, thanks so much for listening and I hope you listen to one of these in the future. Thanks so much. Bye.